0: I think we are live. Welcome back to Everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us for another week of news this week in EOS IO. Before we get started, please remember to like this video. It really helps us with the algorithm. Subscribe if you haven't already, and of course, please vote for Cypherglass or a proxy that includes us. And before we get started, I do need to mention that Zach and I are just two excited members of the EOS community. And nothing we say should be interpreted as legal, financial, tax, professional, or any other kind of advice We're just two people online sharing and discussing our opinions. And it's also safe to assume that any tokens we discuss, we also own. So, Zach, uh, what we got going I, on this week? I, 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 I
1: just gave a sneak peek of some some news for later. But the, the first thing I wanted to talk about is something you made a video on on the Cypherglass channel recently, the charity yeah. poker event. Uh, I yeah. think EOSphere kind of took the lead on this. Uh, for a charity called uh, Humane Love. I think I have a graphic for this. Uh, You just did the video on it. So why don't you explain the 10 EOS and and how it benefits the humane life?
0: Yeah. So there's a a charity poker tournament tomorrow. This is uh, a little over 12 hours, I guess, 15 hours from now. It's at 12 p.m. UTC. um, And it's a charity poker event on Dice.1. Dice obviously built on EOS and HumaneLove.org the charity that this benefits is also built on EOS as well. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, the EOS community coming together to help an EOS charity while using an EOS app So if you want to participate, both Zach and myself will be playing. We'll be there at one of the tables. I'll be rob.vr. Zach, I think we'll be playing from zach.vr. Yes, but you can come and play poker with us for 10 EOS on Dice.1 tomorrow at 12 p.m. UTC, which is 8 a.m. Eastern time. So I'm excited. I'm I'm looking forward to
1: it. Who in the chat's going to be at the uh, charity poker event? Because I know there, there's a lot of people that have confirmed. They have a Telegram channel. It's not up on the screen right now, but if you go to uh, I, just search EOS Charity Poker," that's how I found it. But they have a Telegram channel. I highly recommend that. Um, so I, th- I I think I just want to send an open invite. I will uh, try to be there at it's 8 a.m. our local time, Rob. Uh yeah. So we're getting yeah, up I'll for be that up early but uh, I'll do it because I'm going to wreck everyone. I just want to put a message out
0: there <laughs> that I'm going to wreck you all and I'm going to take all of your money. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. it, I think it's pretty cool that uh, even if we all end up getting wrecked and losing that 10 EOS, half of it does go to HumaneLove.org. So basically you buy in with 10 EOS, half goes to Humane HumaneLove, um, and then the other half you'll be playing with. And I think you'll be able to rebuy for the first hour or so if you get knocked out if you really want. I, I
1: think um, so too. So I, I'm not really... I, I've played... Hold'em on dice actually before it's one of the few gambling games I've played because I actually enjoy Texas Hold'em. Um, but this isn't tournament style, is it? Like you don't put your buy-in in and then you get like like token chips basically. Like this is like cash games,
0: like with with like cash blinds. Um, I'm not actually sure. Um, I think the overall there will obviously be multiple tables because I think each table holds like eight people, six to eight people. Um, so there will be multiple tables that people are playing at, and I think over time it'll be sort of tournament style. Mm -hmm. to ultimately pick a winner but yeah uh, if you guys want details you can ask in that telegram chat as well i
1: think it's everyone's gonna play until they lose all their money like until you get bored if then you can go home with whatever you have left in your your wallet but i was just gonna say i that'd be an awesome idea for any of these gambling platforms is to allow like uh tournament style poker where you have a a buy-in and then you like play like tournament style because they're all basically cash blinds right now that'd be really cool right that's a good point uh continue on. We have some really exciting stuff. So I just want to get get through this next. Well, this one's exciting too. EOS
0: name service, another new domain or suffix. Yeah. yeah. Another new suffix. So if you want .de as in Deutschland for Germany, or it could be, you know, the last two digits of the word trade or something like that. Um, the four to nine characters are now available. So .de available on EOS Nameservice.io along with tons of other awesome account names. So if you want, you can go and check those out. EOS EOSnameservice.io.
1: What's uh, been your top selling
0: suffix. Oh, I'm not sure. Um there are a lot of really popular ones. Like that huddle is very popular. .x, uh .vr is a popular one I think cuz both you and I have those account names, so a lot of people like to get those. Mm-hmm. .ai, um but all of them sort of sell um, you know, a, a reasonably decent amount.
1: Well, I I actually just bought a EOS name service name the other day, Rob. Oh, Do yeah. you remember uh, what it's for?
0: Yeah, for our
1: uh, everything EOS proxy, is that right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. we have we finally pushed we, we we pushed it live. We've had a lot of requests for this, okay? So the everything EOS uh, voting proxy is live. You can see it up on your screen. We have exactly 0 votes right now because <laughs> I'm I'm going to let it kind of get a couple dozen like anonymous people on here first before I uh, you know, I vote with my hodl stack for privacy reasons. So I won't be the first one to vote, but we launched it. Um so it's EE proxy Dot info thank you to EOS name service and we, we've only cast our first 20 votes so far um man I, I I should probably backtrack our everything EOS proxy is being run by five different delegates so it's me, myself Rob, Peter K uh, Mark Woods who if you got B1 Junior, you met him a uh, really knowledgeable guy and then uh, Jonathan Peterson who's in like every telegram channel he's you can mostly find them in our channel and strong block. But the five of us, we are basically the everything EOS admin crew. I think John's the only one that's never been on an episode before, but he's like behind the scenes. He's probably in the chat right now, moderating yeah. for the live stream. Uh, but what we did was we, we compared, uh, let's see, the Brock Pierce proxy, the Starkness prop, proxy, Colin Talks Crypto, Infinity Stone, Investing with a Difference, Luke Stokes, Blocks.io, EOS Nation, and Freedom Proxy. So we took all of those proxies and we compared all of their votes together, and we picked the the twi- there were about twenty BPs who were listed on almost every one of those lists. So what we did today was we we launched the 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 uh, proxy. Uh, we set up the multi sig so that all, all of us will have to vote on this for for it to pass, or three out of five. Um, and the exciting part isn't the top twenty. The top 20 that we have voted for, I have them up on screen.
0: Uh,
1: Rob, why don't you read them out real
0: quick, give everyone a shout out. Yeah, so we got a lot of great BPs here. We have Aloha EOS, Crypto CryptoLion, Cypherglass, EOS Argentina, EOS Asia, EOS Authority, EOS Cafe Block, EOS Canada, EOS Nation, EOS New York, EOS Rio, EOS Titan, EOS 42, EOS DAC, EOS Detroit, EOS Sphere, Generios, Graymass, Shios, and Sweden. So these are just the top 20 picks And then we'll have another five picks coming next week and then five more the following week that all five of us proxy managers uh, will vote on and then announce to you all. So if you want to go ahead and stake your votes to the Everything EOS proxy, our account name is EE, as in Everything EOS. So eeproxy.info. And you can delegate uh, to the proxy and we really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, uh, so we're we're doing this in a way because the top 20 picks, nobody's going to argue with them. These are the BPs picked by almost every proxy, I, I think some of them were out of nine proxies. I think the most anyone in the top 20 wasn't on was like two of the lists. Yeah. Um, but what the, the last 10 picks are, are going to be tough decisions because there's more than 30 like really great block producers. So because there's five people on our, our initial multi-sig and part of our uh, delegates to, to vote on this proxy... We're each going to have we're we're going to talk privately and agree with this stuff. But next week we're going to do a video, and each one of us are going to come on, and we're going to announce our proxy NFL draft style, and we'll (laughs) give a a nice little summary of why we chose that proxy and why you should potentially vote for that BP yourself, uh, either from your EOS account or by proxying to eeproxy.info. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to get into governance. I'm excited to be able to vote on referendums. Actually, I, I, I I think last night when I was testing the multi-sig out, I voted on the BP or the uh, 1.8 upgrade, uh, that almost everyone's in favor of on the referendums. But like I said, we have zero votes, so we need some people.
0: Ooh, I think we got 20 votes already, Rob. We got 20 votes. Shout out to whoever it is out there watching the live stream that just staked. I think that's our first voter. (laughs) Uh,
1: so we're going to talk a lot more governance on everything EOS. We're probably going to have to do it on separate episodes. That way we're not uh, spending a whole lot of time on, on these news updates because I've already talked a lot of governance. We have one more governance thing uh, from Rob. You guys actually just voted and signaled for um, what, what is this exactly? This is the EOS 42
0: proposal. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, it's essentially an update to the reg producer agreement, which is what every block producer. It's a, a command on the blockchain that every blo- block producer signs. Um, and essentially agrees to a couple of things. You know, you agree to um, continue to upgrade to the latest software versions. You agree to produce blocks in a, a certain order and not act maliciously on the network. So essentially, what EOS 42 proposed is an update to that reg producer agreement that just raises the the, the standard of quality, it raises the bar for VPs a little bit more, and even adds in some actionable. Um, I guess, disincentives to, to make sure that people, you know, uh, stay on top of their game. So a good example is if you as a BP are in the top 21 and you miss two rounds of blocks, um, and every round is, I think, uh, a little over two minutes-ish. So if you miss two rounds of blocks, your infrastructure just isn't working. Um, all the other BPs will actually be able to come together and temporarily uh, unreg, produce you, remove producer, um, and pull you out of that top 21 just temporarily until you get your infrastructure back up. Similarly, if there's say you know an emergency bug patch or something and you can't be reached for I believe it's a period of 30 minutes by any of the other BPs, they can also execute the remove producer command, remove you temporarily so that the overall network is not you know encumbered by a BP not maintaining their infrastructure or not uh, responding to emergency messages in a timely manner. So ultimately we are in favor of this I know a lot of other people are as well seen tons of block producers both in the top 21 and outside of the top 21 signal their support for this so i think it's a great thing that will ultimately raise that bar of quality for bps across the board
1: excited uh there's big news so we had a message in our uh, telegram channel this morning so itm games uh great game studio uh what are some of their uh what's called blue dawn and dark towns their newest game on on itm games so they're in the process of a token sale um and they just uh, so they had their uh, smart contract audited. They got a score of 98 out of 100, which is great. Um, I, I love the ITAM's team. Everything I've seen from their games, although I don't have Android, has been awesome. Um, but whenever um, Eon, whenever he posted this in our uh, everything he has Telegram channel, it was the first I actually noticed that they're using an ERC 20 token uh, as their native native token. Yeah. And-
0: so weird i don't know, i don't understand why they would do this and i know that they came out when they were asked about it and they said that uh, there are more exchanges i guess that support the erc20 token but it just seems like it's going to cost them or cause them a lot of headaches with integrating an erc20 token from ethereum into their eos game so i'm not really sure what the thought process is behind that
1: yeah i, I asked some questions and i i tagged itam in the everything EOS telegram channel at the the link that keeps uh, scrolling past you on the bottom of the screen here um I had questions of just why they chose that uh h- how they're going to store their value after the sale but uh the reasoning uh, uh, that we have up on the screen says it was because of certain exchanges weren't willing to list EOS tokens but they could do Ethereum and if that was the only reason uh I don't have it up on screen but Kevin Rose from EOS New York had a great answer and he said I I want to talk I want to know who those exchanges are then because I want to have a call with them and get them onboarded on the EOS and EOS tokens exactly which is the right approach to go about it. Um, but great team. I just wanted to kind of highlight, they did get a great audit score. So that means if you want to uh, take part in the ITM token sale, it's very secure. Uh, but I did want to point out the ERC-20 token just to start the conversation. I'd like to uh, hear more about it. I'm sure that they didn't like make this uh, decision lately. So we'll see on that.
0: Yeah, I think what we're going to see a lot of in the future, hopefully, are tokens that sort of exist across multiple blockchains. So with ITAM Games, um, maybe you could have an account on Ethereum and also one on EOS. Obviously, it's not confirmed for them, but maybe they'll have a token in the future that can exist on Ethereum and EOS, sort of like the Bancor token and uh, so many others that exist across multiple chains. It, it just seems to make the most sense from a business. standpoint. And I, I think so, too.
1: So there, there's certain things that they probably aren't ready to go public with or that they're working on. So like... We'll get to it further in the show. Also, that there's um, some new tools out for like EOS to ETH uh, cross interblockchain communication. Yeah. Uh, we had someone in the chat though. Just wait for EOS Phoenix. They, they must have uh, seen the next uh, news in our yeah, notes.
0: In the chat our notes. <laughs> uh, you you want to kick off what happened with the delay, and then I'll yeah. So tell you EOS what Phoenix was originally scheduled to launch yesterday, July 25th, and they came out uh, yesterday and said that they are extending the launch, um, which means they're delaying it for five days from then to July 30th. So it's still coming up. That'll be next Tuesday when EOS Eosfinex actually launches. But the tweet was pretty interesting. It said, EOS Eosfinex blockchain control with the liquidity of Bitfinex will be launching five days from now on July 30th. Well, what did you think of that, Zach?
1: So I, I did like one of those read reti- retweet with comments from the everything eos account because a lot of people just saw the delay and were bummed out but most people right. realize
0: that software always has delays and five days is nothing oh yeah well and it's better for them to come out and have a smooth launch where everything works than to just get it out you know of course yesterday and have it be all buggy so.
1: but I, I i was hoping for it it's 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 july 26th yesterday was the 25th it's christmas in july i got the the santa claus hawaiian shirt on i don't know if you could see all the uh things on here but I've, i'm covered in santa claus is because christmas has come early because i'm excited about this yes phoenix the more i've looked into it uh I, I, I was excited about it when it first came out or was first announced back in like february or march but as it got closer and especially in the last day or two whenever i dug in deeper uh let's get back to the tweet the part that stood out to me is with our blockchain control with the liquidity of Bitfinex. So, how does EOS FinX inherit the liquidity of BitFINEX? That's never been announced publicly. It's yeah. not in any of their blog posts. It, it, I, it's, but it's saying, and you know they're strategic in this tweet because they're announcing a delay. So, they didn't just like tweet it on the toilet or something here. So, with the liquidity of BitFINEX. So, we've, when we first talked about EOS FINEX uh, back in March or February or whenever it was, uh i i hypothesized them having a way to uh make it very easy for maybe the dex order books to reach in or to reach into a centralized exchange order books uh that might be the case but uh
0: let, let me let me actually just um yeah, and r- real quick, while you're pulling that up as an update, the eeproxy.info—that's our everything EOS proxy—already has almost thirty thousand EOS staked to it already, just in the the first sixteen minutes of this podcast. So, thank you to everybody watching that is staked to eeproxy.info. Um, that is our official proxy account. All
1: right, I got this. Uh, I was on their GitHub and I noticed some stuff. This remember Sunbeam Rob? Remember when we talked about Sunbeam? Oh yeah. So this was open that, that was source from
0: uh, to- as well.
1: Yeah, um, it was open-sourced a while ago. Um, why is it not highlighted? Okay. I have text. I think I have uh, two different windows. Okay. No worries. All right, Sunbeam. So this is one of the uh, WebSocket ad- adapters uh, for basically Node.js in your brow- or for the node in your browser. The parts that stand out here, are the parts that I have highlighted on the screen... We designed the EOS FINEX WebSocket API with both speed and compatibility in mind. It is a subset of the existing Bitfinex API version 2 with just some modifications for on-chain trading. Existing API v2 users should be able to start with only a small change to their existing clients.
0: Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, does, does that mean basically that all of the traders that are, you know, doing high frequency trading with bots and all kinds of stuff, which is a huge portion of the total volume. Does that mean that they can just sort of with one quick change, use Eosfinex as well? That's what it. Sounds
1: like a flick of a switch, okay, basically cool. a change of a variable and you're off to the races. So I really haven't had a whole lot of time to go over this stuff because I, I was doing it all afternoon leading up to this live stream. But their GitHub is super active and w- without having time to dig into each one. It's hard to see if it's like for EOS FinEx or for BitFinex. But we could see here the EOS multi-sig contract has just been updated six hours ago. And then this one that they've been working on a lot is this BFX HF strategy written in Python. Um, It basically, this isn't the one I was looking for, but this one allows like data and backtesting. It basically lets you import your strategies into your trading. Uh, Moonbeam, this is what I... Uh, I'm, I'm having terrible luck, but basically what I found is an interface that makes it really easy to program uh, your own like trading algorithms. And it's like point and click kind of thing that allows oh, you wow. to do automated trading uh, use, using Bitfinex. Now I'm not going to sit here and uh, click around in their GitHub because I didn't plan to talk about this specifically today, but they they're basically building all of these tools for high frequency traders, high frequency traders. And we know they already have a bunch of high frequency traders on Bitfinex, right? So, If all they have to do is flick a switch and they could offer their liquidity on EOS Finex, why would they not? Especially because there's a little-known feature that we pointed out months ago that someone else pointed out in the EOS Finex channel was there's actually a rebate for being a market maker on EOS Finex. I I believe it's point zero zero five percent is rebated to the market maker for, for being the maker. And there's 0% maker fees and 0.2% taker fees. So it's the same maker and taker fees as, as Nudex. But the difference here is that they already have these legit traders on their platform. They already have users and they can get them on these new order books where they can make even more money by providing liquidity.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's exciting that they're going to give people an additional incentive with that rebate to actually come over and use Usefinex. And the fact that it looks like they're going to have Bitcoin pairs against EOS, they're going to have all kinds of pairs that I don't think I really expected to see on EOS FINEX. So it's super exciting, especially, you know, we haven't really heard any of the the specifics or the details around how you get a token listed on EOS FINEX, but they have said that it will be open to anybody that's willing to put up collateral. So ostensibly, any EOS token should be able to get listed on EOS FINEX. And then the question I think becomes, will they also be listed on Bitfinex as a, you know? Sort of a tribute of this uh, back and forth liquidity that they're they're opening up here, so it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh,
1: So I don't know if anyone can come in here and just give massive liquidity to a lot of the smaller capped EOS tokens because there's just not markets for them yet. But what it will add liquidity for is all of your major pairs. So I have up on the screen uh, Garbus. He's uh, the admin in the EOS Finex channel and works for uh, iFinex or Bitfinex. And he said Tether is going to be part of it at some point. So uh have we ever confirmed that has that been announced already that tether is going to have an eos variation i I think we did I
0: vaguely remember somebody saying that i don't know if it was confirmed or if we were speculating but uh it looks like tether will now be on eos they just launched on tron and some other blockchains as well so it's good to see that we're getting it as well
1: and then i think you already mentioned it but they're initially going to list all major pairs and the ones that are quoted are eos usd pair bitcoin usd pair ethereum usd pair and then he followed up and said EOS BTC uh-huh. will also be on there. So these pairs that's that great. don't even include EOS tokens, Bitcoin, yeah, US dollar.
0: Bitcoin, US dollar, Ethereum, US dollar, Ether, US dollar. that That's pretty exciting that that is going to be on EOS FINEX. And that to me signals, obviously just speculating here, but that signals to me that EOS FINEX, in the same way that Binance DEX is kind of the future of the Binance platform, mm-hmm. maybe EOS FINEX is kind of the future of the Bitfinex platform to make this decentralized uh, exchange that anybody can trade on. Well,
1: we we uh, didn't read the thing at the very bottom of the screen. Uh, it says, do you need to be ver- a verified Bitfinex user? Because Bitfinex, you can't be from the United States. Um, and if you want to use certain tokens, you have to be KYC'd. Uh, so someone asked if you have to be a user of Bitfinex. And they said, no, you're going to be able to log in just with scatter in your EOS account. No ver- no verification needed, nothing in discussion. So that's that so opens, that, uh, that that's big for obvious reasons. Uh so I'm excited. Their oh, GitHub man. repo is on fire. Uh, they have plenty of things that we haven't heard about that are kind of read between the lines here. And the Sunbeam looks awesome. I think we're going to get some amazing liquidity. So we'll be able to have full custodialship of of our tokens in a wallet, but we'll be able to ha- trade against like these uh, these Bitcoin pairs and Ethereum pairs like that were never possible before. And I I know there's a lot of ways to do it. I'm curious to see which one they chose, and yeah. and I, I want to hear from the. I want to hear from Peter K. I want to
0: hear what he has to say about it once he digs into the code. But yeah, I I'm excited. Is there oh anything? yeah, it should be cool. So next uh, Tuesday, Finex is going to officially launch. That's July 30th. So it should be pretty awesome. And uh, speaking of Peter K., I heard his voice on a video that uh, Liquid Apps put out today on something called Liquid Link. Do you want to tell oh. us what, what this is all yeah. about? Because I'm not 100 percent sure yet.
1: This one threw me a curveball because I didn't think it was going to be out in time for this show, so I had to like scramble to like uh, throw it in here. <laughs>
0: but um, let me let me pull up the tweet here. Uh, where is it? Wow, well, Miss Cavs fan says twenty four hour volume on Bifinex. Just so people know, more than one hundred and twenty million dollars of trade volume in twenty four hours. So a huge amount of liquidity on Bifinex could potentially now be on ESFinex as well. So it's going to be an exciting week next week. So
1: last week, Benny, he, uh, the CEO of Liquid Apps, he, he just pinged the community and said, What chain do you want to see connected to EOS first? And the, the community actually chose Bitcoin followed by Ethereum. So that, that was just kind of uh, judging what the community had to say. But about uh, an hour before we started this live stream, uh, the official Liquid Apps account made a tweet Ethereum, welcome to the DAP network. Allow us to introduce you to EOS you two can communicate now and maybe help each other scale. And you guys just gotta see the video. I'm gonna uh, switch over to the video that played on that tweet.
2: Hi everyone, this is a quick look at a new feature. You can check out the code on GitHub. Let's run one single command in Zeus SDK. This will spin up an EOS node locally. You'll see that on the right. And (laughs) a local (laughs) Ethereum (laughs) node on the left. With this command, everything goes automatically. We're going to see it fire up full history capability with DMUX, set up IPFS, and then spin up a local DAP network DAP service provider to facilitate communication between the chains. Our local DSP is going to deploy a contract on Ethereum. Then it's going to send a very small amount of ether to an Ethereum address via Liquid Link. You can see the DSP activity and EOS transaction on the right and the Ethereum transactions on the left. Interoperability is here. Now, you can start by downloading the Zeus SDK and exploring the code.
1: All right, so I, Pete, Pete explained it much better than I could, but basically this is a new service. It, it's, uh, so it's, it's built on top of something that we uh, released back in April, which was XIBC, which is like, inter, like cross inter-blockchain communication. And that was read only. But what you saw in that demo video is read and write. So basically a DSP node could create an Ethereum account, deploy a smart contract to Ethereum, transfer funds to other Ethereum accounts. It could verify funds on EOS um, and, and they, could, they could see each other and interact with each other. So this is like step one of a, a, a long path here for cross inter-blockchain communication. And um, basically, Ethereum has the biggest developer community in the world and we we've seen different applications like like Chainlink how how they've been proving uh with their oracle services to uh be really valuable i think they had like a google or a microsoft type announcement recently yeah, because they they they're doing web oracles uh but their web oracles require gas fees everything on ethereum requires gas fees so now what what these ethereum projects will be allowed to do is they'll be able to call like oracle services that, that are fee-less because they're actually being verified on, on the EOS mainnet, but they're they're being able, they're able to be confirmed on, on Ethereum. So, so basically, for... you, you get the advantage of the fee-less transactions on EOS, or on Ethereum, I'm sorry. And for for the decentralization diehards, you get to keep your base layer uh, Ethereum, but you get the That's scalability and, and
0: fee-lessness of EOS. If somebody is watching that is less technical, what's the the sort of practical application of this? Does this mean that I could run a dApp across multiple chains or, you know, send value from one chain to another or that the use case is kind of open ended at this point?
1: So this is a proof of concept. It, it's uh, in alpha state right now, uh, but it, it it is ready for release. It, it passed all the bug tests. And that. Nice is basically able you could basically interact between two accounts or or more however many accounts you want between both blockchains and they could read and write on either chain.
0: Uh, okay, interesting. And That's going to I feel like that's going to result in a lot of really creative dapps and and sort of uh use cases of that that functionality. Oh yeah. Um
1: so I'm looking forward to having some ethereum developers come join us in everything EOS because this is this is alpha uh it, it's I'm excited to see what what the technical team with our team at Liquid Apps comes up with because they're a bunch of really talented people. Uh, As as another reminder, uh, Peter K. he's also here with Everything EOS with us. Uh, He was the one on that video. He's uh, still on track here to do the next set of EOSIO developer courses, which were over 600 uh, students enrolled I forget how many graduated, but I think we're up to close to a hundred graduating. Wow. So that, that's all developers being onboarded. Usually traditional developers from, so they're not starting from absolutely nothing, but now they are IO developers because of the courses. But with those courses, uh, they were limited because they they followed the Elemental Battles tutorials from Block One, uh, with, with some variations. But with the next series of lessons, which I don't I don't have a timeline on for today, you could ask Pete in the Everything EOS channel but they they're going to uh dive into some of these liquid app services they're going to dive into uh, uh things like scatter js and and wallets and uh account creation and different things that you didn't do in the first series and i, I think i don't want to spoil it but i think his project is building like a peer to peer like game where you like play against uh other users somehow so that's basically oh, wow. the
0: the the test project he at least this is what he said uh, uh about a week or two ago. That's pretty awesome. And as uh, another update here, I know I've been saying it a couple times, but eeproxy.info is our everything EOS proxy. We're up now over 44,000 EOS since uh, we launched 30 minutes ago. So thank you to everybody out there watching that proxy to eeproxy.info. Uh pretty awesome to see the votes come in and I'm sure they'll continue after this episode. Uh,
1: you you saw real votes? I when I I real made votes? a mistake. I didn't want to interrupt you. I the 20 was how many BPs were voted for. I thought it was 20 EOS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: so it was, still, it was see, still zero at the time. Yeah, total proxy votes 44,002 EOS to our proxy. So that's awesome. Uh
1: I think I I I missed these notes, but I just want to call out Vitalik. Last week we mentioned it. He he said he put something out about scaling their data layer on Ethereum with Bitcoin oh, cash. Yeah. Well, uh if, if anyone knows Ethereum, have, have them give liquid Apps <laughs> Absolutely. Uh we, we're uh we're, we're we could be that data layer. I think Dan even made a tweet after the Vitalik article suggesting EOS. So, uh ho- hopefully we we can make this happen, but we we need the uh, Ethereum developer community to obviously be open to it and that is that. Um Yeah.
2: Yeah, Moonlighting's uh, coming.
1: Moonlighting. That's my last note. Moonlighting is coming. The DAP, EOS VC backed DAP with 700K users. I keep seeing Ramon teasing it, but not like saying explicitly it's coming out very <laughs> soon. But Ramon, I'm on to you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just kidding. But I'm excited for Moonlighting. It's going to onboard 700,000 uh, new users onto EOS I.O. Uh, and they're going to free account creation, which is like kind of the DAP network tie in. But it's just a huge win for EOS in general. Uh, I'm super excited. It's going to be the most users of a decentralized application ever, I I think. Do you know of anything more than
0: 700,000 users? Oh, no. I mean, if they can onboard all of those users into their Liquid accounts and have them actually using EOS, that will be the most used app by users of all time. I think the the most any app has ever gotten was CryptoKitties. I think it was 19,000 users over seven days or something like that.
1: Yeah, so I just pulled up a, a thing for if anyone missed it. This is back in April whenever the funding uh, was announced, but a freelance job market, 700,000 users to EOS. Just uh, wanted to give that as a refresher because yeah. th- there's so much happening. Uh, another big project. You, you've been a fan of Everopedia since like day one. Yeah. And they announced their prediction market back, I think in like December unofficially, yep. but they finally launched it on the Kylan testnet. Uh, have you had a chance
0: to, to mess around with it at all yet? I haven't yet. Uh, No, I haven't had a chance to dive in, but it's pretty exciting. This is PREDICT, P-R-E-D-I-Q-T, now on the Kylan testnet, which is one of the EOS testnets along with Jungle. That essentially means they are testing the IQ prediction market right now. So if you're not sure what a prediction market is, I can walk you through it. So essentially... Um, you're, you're placing a bet, you're placing a wager on whether or not something will happen in the future. And you're trying to predict that correctly. So this could be something like an election. Will Donald Trump win the 2020 election? And you can vote yes or no. And if you're correct, you can actually win a little bit of money. Uh, similarly, it can be things that are you know much less consequential. Consequential. It could be, will the price of EOS be above $4.50 on July 28th at this time? Or will the price of Bitcoin be above or below 10000 on this time? or even things like announcements will block one, make a public announcement before the end of July about the voice release date. So you'll be able to go on to predict, create a prediction market for pretty much anything you'd like, assuming there's an Oracle available and looking through the predict um, sort of overview, it looks like liquid apps are gonna be one of the Oracle providers that they bring in to you know, grab that data so that uh, it, liquid apps will basically go out in the DAP network with all these different Oracle services, pull the price of Bitcoin, for example, Um, from a bunch of different exchanges. And that's how they'll determine who actually won um, that wager on that specific prediction. So I'm excited about it. It should be cool.
1: Yeah, I I just haven't had a a chance to do it yet. So now that we've talked about it, I'm definitely going to uh, play all three of these bets. So I think you read out the three different bets they have. Right now, everything's binary. So you can't have a prediction market where it says like, who do you like best? Rob, Mike, or... uh, And why am I drawing a blank on your other brother? Ben, Ben, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> if I said, who, who's your favorite Finch brother? That's your only brothers, right? Right. Yeah. Mike and Ben. Great guys. Um, but it, you couldn't have that prediction market or, or you couldn't, I guess you're not really predicting anything there. Uh, whose birthday is right. first amongst the three of them, if you wanted to predict it. I, I don't know. But if you have three yeah, options, you can't do it. Everything's got to be yes or no, or like true, false. It's that. That's how the markets are set up right now. Uh, exactly. But this is an MVP. I, I think it also said that the, um, I don't even know if they're using oracles to determine these at this moment with the MVP. Uh, I'm not 100% sure of this. Miles could probably, Miles Snyder could probably fill us in on Telegram if we're wrong, but I think it said three out of five um, multisig
0: is set up to determine the markets right now. Okay. Interesting. So uh, I, I imagine the- they'll swap those multi-sigs out with the different oracles uh, like those from the DAP network. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one goes that, that was one of the cool things about the predict market. Is I think whenever you create the market,
1: you decide how the outcomes are determined, and the people placing bets on it, it's transparent up front. So it might say, oh, okay, like, cool. we're going to use a Liquid Apps Oracle to do this, or we're going to use an Oracle from Provable, or we're going to use this this multi sig. Um, That's so, awesome. So they're, they're basically leaving it open to the users, which is
0: great because it gives everyone yep. that flexibility. Absolutely. So, if you guys want to try that out, you can go to predict.app. That's P R E D I Q T dot app, a P P, and uh, you can try it out on the Kylan testnet. That's pretty cool. And Everipedia, it looks like, also just hired a new chief product officer. I think this was today, Daniel Liebeskind, I believe is his name, originally from Decrypt, which was a blockchain product experience consultancy where he's been building several distributed apps on both the Ethereum and EOS blockchains for several years. So, congrats to the Everipedia team and to Daniel. Uh For joining the team over there as the new chief product officer have you uh
1: we, we talked about some of the upgrades to user interfaces on uh, everapedia have you Have you been uh doing anything
0: on there lately because i yeah, I, I have it, new, admittedly I tried out the new interface and I got to say it's it's at least a hundred times better the editing interface than it was in the past in the past, you know if you wanted to add new info boxes. You'd have to click, wait a couple seconds, click again, then enter it. Now it flows like it should. It works like a Web 2.0 website where you can log in. Everything's very fast. The editing flow makes sense. Um, so huge props to the Everpedia team, specifically UI and UX for that entire redesign. Um, it really is so, so much better.
1: Um, I think uh, Everpedia is kind of flying under the radar. Um, I, I know like, I'll probably be more likely to use the prediction market. Oh, definitely. Ever, like everpedia as a user, but I'm just,
0: I haven't contributed anything because I'm just a value sucker on that one. I haven't contributed. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look uh, at Everpedia, they have millions and millions of unique users visiting the website every month. They're just obviously not logged in. They're just viewing those pages and consuming that information versus editing. But there are a significant amount of editors as well.
1: Yeah, I I, I really like the like rich text and the image images on them so i do like it for information but the prediction market's cool didn't they have other applications there they kind of like teased back in december whenever they teased the prediction market i can't remember yeah i forgot what
0: they were going to be they, they teased like four different applications a prediction market um, and a few others if you know what those are drop them in the <laughs> chat but interesting justin says daniel the new cpo at uh, everpedia was also doing a lot to build chestnut um, which i believe was that eos account security tool he has a great resume, so that's cool. He has some experience in EOS already, just not in those other DApps that it mentioned in the little bio. So uh, that's a good add to the team. We've never talked about Edna on the show, I don't think, because I'm not super familiar with it. Are, are you familiar with it at all? I, I mean, I know what it is. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with it and what they're trying to do with like uh, genome sequencing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, One, so, someone in the chat just brought it up that they're going live soon. Uh, I, Oh, awesome. I don't
1: I don't have a ton of information but I will like relay that message that they're going live soon. I've been seeing them talked about a lot more recently. Uh one one guy in, in a chat I'm in, he's like on the project and he's speaking highly of it which you kind of expect but uh I've been seeing like more chatter about it in like the everything is channel so that that's something that I, I think is because my wife's a scientist probably too. But yeah. uh it seems like a cool project and it makes sense uh to own your data. Uh, so check that out, guys. Uh, I'll give that project some love because I know uh, we've never talked about it. So check yeah, out Edna. Uh, not investment maybe. advice, though. It's
0: just advice that it's an interesting project. Yeah, maybe once they uh, go live, we can bring somebody from the team on and talk about how you can actually get paid for uh, contributing your DNA because that that's pretty interesting. And uh, transitioning out here, Justin says that PD is also considering turning themselves into a DAC eventually, a decentralized autonomous community, your collective, or corporation. And speaking of DAC, how's that got- for a transition? Oh, it's great. Thank you, Justin. He didn't even know this was the next uh, <laughs> segment. We have EOS DAC Factory, and if you all remember when EOS DAC officially announced their candidacy to be a block producer on EOS, they announced, "Hey, we are going to be a DAC ourselves, but we're also going to eventually release tools to en- enable anybody to launch their own DAC." And now it seems like the first version of that, at least the the sort of initial, you know, beta, you could call it, EOS DAC Factory, is actually here. Um so this is uh, I guess a hosted DAC solution. Is that what you would call it, Zach?
1: I'd almost consider it like a con- concierge sort of thing oh, because okay. it, it, it kind of takes it seems like it takes some of the nuances and complications out of it. So it's more like uh like kind of like with WordPress where you could uh deploy it yourself on your own server like like most people do, or or I don't know if most people do, or you could deploy it on WordPress.com and use their hosting and all of their tools. I think it's similar to that. And it let me pull up the um it article i'm not gonna read the whole thing but they're basically just get wanting feedback from the community about a hosted dax solution so it'll uh h- allow people to customize the basics token economics branding custodian configurations um and they're just looking for uh community feedback their price point was 100 bucks a month and they asked if that the community thinks that's a good price that's I, awesome. I i think it is i i've actually uh truth be told i've been uh doing uh, i've become interested in Dax recently, a lot more interested in in it than before. So I've had like that reason to go down the rabbit hole and I'm like still in the early phases of it. So I I always like when I get interested in something, I want to like know like everything about it. So I just want to announce here that we're in the early processes. Justin Buck can confirm if this is definitely happening, but I think it is. Uh, Justin Buck, he hooked me up, uh, got me in touch with Luke Stokes and some other guys from the EOS Dax team, uh, Michael Yeats, uh, and there might be two other guests as well uh they're still unconfirmed but we're going to do a DAC panel uh here on everything EOS and we're going to talk about uh why DACs how to get started with a DAC because that's kind of where I am is I, I really want to do this I, I believe in it I, I want to build out a, a, a technology-based organization where decisions are made collectively but before you can even start. Uh, like deploying the code and running the code you have to there, there's a lot of thought involved with your custodians what they do uh, the token economics of the token how the tokens used there there's stuff that's even outside of what, what DAC factory can provide at least uh, from from some of my ideas so uh, in that process I realized there, there's not a whole lot of uh great information on how to get started there, there's some but it's still more technical and I I think I want to be kind of more high level of someone who is not probably going to have the technical expertise to do this themselves, but you don't really have to be technical to like plan out all of the economics and like how how the custodians are going to work, how many there are like, uh, and, uh, I think they're building like a worker proposal system inside it. And I'm super interested in this stuff now. So I've basically, I'm like in the early phases of a DAC addiction, but I'm, I, I I just need pushed over the edge. And I think, uh, talking to, uh, Justin Buckmore and and Luke's having Luke Stokes and Mike on here, I think I'm going to, uh, be a DACaholic, And um, eventually I'll, I'll t- tell more about the DAC, the charity DAC uh, that I'm kind of giving some uh, expertise on, let's just say. Oh, and I'm okay. part of, it's a nonprofit that's DACifying itself. It's going to be really
0: cool. Nice. That's exciting. I can't wait to
1: hear more about that. Uh, who else has some, so yes, has DACs like the, the most Popular DAC because they build all the tools. What what are some yeah. of the other uh, big DACs? I know Generios. They they have a charity DAC also. I saw I was researching them. Uh, vig.ai, AI. Shout out to them. I've been seeing them everywhere. I think yeah. they're I think they're giving out uh their like custody custody tokens for um like promotion basically to help grow their DAC.
2: Yeah. So, so like this,
1: this is a pretty cool interface. This is Vigor. It's a stable coin. You could read more about it uh, on your own. But they're basically using the EOS DAC, uh, DAC Factory Toolkit here, uh, like the early version of it. And they're able to basically run
0: their DAC from a web browser, which is pretty cool. So besides them, I... I saw uh, campdow.com also. This was a decentralized Burning Man camp built on EOS. So this I thought was pretty interesting.
1: All right. No one one in the... uh, Livestream wants to call out their DAX and let us know so we mention them. That's okay. Uh, so we're out of notes here, Rob. We have this uh, weekend poker game tomorrow. I didn't yeah. uh, want to mention it earlier, but I see Zane's in the chat. So we, we've been having some Twitter battles lately. I don't want to, uh, we don't want to stir things up, but uh, what do you say uh, we get on, everyone at the same table and do a oh, Zoom that's call? A cool idea. Let, let's try to coordinate it tomorrow. This is like literally just off the tip of my tongue. But I had talked in the um, EOSphere cha- or the uh, Charity Poker uh, Telegram channel. I was asking how we we're going to communicate. And everyone was on board for doing a Zoom group for every poker table. What do you think about doing a Zoom call? Well, let's coordinate our table and let's, yeah, let's talk about uh, some of the ongoing debate. Yeah, I don't know. We're not going to do it to live. Like, I don't think we should do it live.
2: No, I play poker? No, um, we, we, well, we so- can't. <laughs>
1: We can't do it live. It can't be because uh, that's not going to work. People will see the cards if we are sharing the screen.
0: Hmm, that's a good point. Yeah, we'll figure uh, it out then. I, I want to do that Smash Brothers. brothers. If, you guys, uh, if you guys hop over to Dice.1 tomorrow, remember 8 a.m. Eastern or 12 p.m. UTC time is tomorrow on Saturday. So if you're watching this, it's Saturday. It's happening today. You can join us. Zach will be playing from zach.vr and I'll be playing from rob.vr. It should be a lot of fun.
1: All right. So we're 44 minutes in. I think it's a good time. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about,
0: I'll, I'll talk EOS all day. Yeah, I think the last thing I would say, remember, go over and proxy your vote to eeproxy.info. Already, as of uh, the end of this recording, uh, a little bit more than 44,123 nice. EOS. So shout out to everybody. To Forty five minutes.
1: Yeah. And uh, after this week, it'll be in the bottom scroller. So it'll always be reminding you that we have a proxy now. Uh, and we're going to I can't wait to do the, the, this content on like government decisions and discussions. We're going to be doing a lot more panels with, with leaders, uh, like people like EOS New York, EOS Nation, people that are EOS Canada really involved with governance, because we're, we're, whether you're using our proxy or not, we, we're going to have uh, more, more focus on this moving forward, because it's a very important aspect of the IO ecosystem. Awesome. But uh, until tomorrow at the poker game, when everyone gets wrecked, I'm Zach Gall. Rob Finch. And this and this
0: everything, everything EOS. Press the like button. Leave a go EOS in the chat. Go EOS. Go EOS. See y'all next time.
1: And I missed the button. There it goes. Later.